0: Hello. This is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the twentieth day of November, in the year two thousand twenty. And today I will be attempting to answer the question that many people have asked me over the last couple of weeks about the election. What happens now? The Castle family is fine this week, although a little down that we will not be together for Thanksgiving. We have chosen to not travel this season and we live in different parts of the country. So we comply with Dr. Fauci by accident. Speaking of Thanksgiving next week, there will be no castle report as Joan and I try to relax and do a virtual Thanksgiving with our family daughter. We give thanks and I trust you will also, since I will not be talking next week, I will try to give you your money's worth today. What now? That is the question that I am often asked these days, usually by someone who has no political interest or no experience in politics. People are worried, concerned, fragmented by the uncertainty in the country. They want an answer from someone they trust. I spoke to a family friend the other day who said she had been waiting to talk to me so she could ask me What is going on? What is going to happen in this country right now? She was nervous. Okay, if you put it that way, I'll take a guess. I give them the only correct answer there is to the question. I don't know. I don't know for sure what is going to happen. But I can make what I believe to be an educated guess. First, let's start by listing some things that I believe will not happen. I am going to assume that Joe Biden will be inaugurated in January. And the Republicans will maintain their majority in the Senate. They have greatly reduced the Democrat majority in the House, so we go under those assumptions. There will be no redo of the census to increase the numbers of Democrats in Congress. The filibuster will not be ended. There will be no statehood for Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. There will be no court packing. Cabinet appointments will have to get through the Senate, so each one will require negotiation. The Paris Accord on climate change will be back and forth, but will have no real teeth here in the United States. The stimulus will pass, but with far less than the $3.4 trillion described as only a starting point earlier. Executive orders will be the rule of the day, used to undo Trump's executive orders. The first to go will deal with the trade wars especially against China, and the second will be on immigration, opening the border completely. Now I will tell you some of the things that I think will happen. Some will happen immediately, some over the course of the Biden-Harris term. First, the states and the federal government will rapidly encounter a debt problem that will require the rapid reduction of spending or the rapid rise of taxes or both. Some states are approaching catastrophe right now. For example, Connecticut now spends 31% of entire state revenue on debt service. The obvious problem will not deter Biden from forgiving student loans, which will force working people in red state America to fund the education of those in California New York and other states, those who chose a different path. Escalating violence will continue to plague our cities. As Democrat politicians demonize and defund the police, violence and war will continue, and will get worse in the Middle East. That section of the earth is an area where war is still economically feasible, as is Africa. But China is interested in Africa, so the U.S. military will continue to fight endless no-win wars in the Middle East. There will be more rather draconian measures imposed due to the virus. Vaccines should be available by, by April. For widespread use, according to the reports I've seen, until then, expect cases to rise, giving the excuse for more lockdowns. The rising case numbers will also give an excuse for mandatory vaccine injection. Our very strong countermeasures, if it is declined, authoritarians in and out of government will remain very busy. With our permanent public health crisis, China will benefit from new and more favorable trade policies from the United States. Who owned the 19th century, folks? That was Great Britain. Who owned the 20th century? That was the United States and the Soviet Union. And who owns the 21st century? That would be the United States and China. Now that China has their man in the White House, they will renew their efforts to make the 21st century only China. The Chinese have a system of social credit which allows for a series of rewards and punishment for socially good or socially bad behavior as defined by the Chinese Communist Party. The social credit and control system within the United States will continue to grow and be aided by the tech giants, educational elite, government, and the courts. It will become worse than China's. Our system has different incentives than the Chinese right now. According to a recent article by Gregory Hood, it's already worse than China's. China's system controls the lives of its citizens for the purpose of building social trust. Our system is designed to destroy social trust. China's system rewards charity, volunteerism, honesty, law-abiding conduct, and mutual trust. Our system incites hatred, bitterness, division, and racial intolerance. China has a grading system marked A through D. Uncivilized behavior as they define it deducts points. Our system rewards uncivilized behavior and does not punish it. Behavior such as rioting, looting, and aggravated mass assault. In China, one can improve his social credit standing by taking certain specific actions, which are approved by the Chinese Communist Party as acceptable and desirable goals. In America, one must be a member of the hive. That is my term for the circle of knowledge to which all woke people belong. When you're in the hive, you have access to all knowledge. You understand completely how the world is designed to work and you endeavor diligently to make it work that way. If one is not in the hive, then he is outside the circle of knowledge and therefore subject to the consequential occurrences of a chaotic world. The results are his own, his own fault, his own responsibility for not being in the hive. In China, your actual credit rating, which determines your ability to purchase something or to travel, is lowered or raised for political reasons. Here, we have a different set of incentives to make us comply, for example, The woman who recently won the Miss USA pageant is a black woman from Mississippi. After she won, she accepted an invitation to speak to the President of the United States. For her courage in doing that, she has encountered extreme social pressure, including ostracism, calls from Hollywood elite for her to be punished. Here in America, you can lose your job for an incorrect remark or a word to a friend accidentally caught on camera. Dissonance are blocked from the use of PayPal, other payment systems, which is worse than China's credit system. At least in China, it's by degrees. The proposed Trump accountability project, led by our old friend AOC, would target Trump supporters so they could never hold public office, never serve on the corporate board, or in higher education. Here in America, we can no longer speak the truth or even learn the truth. The final example of what is uh, happening to us here in America that is worth in China is a racist indoctrination up and down the line at all levels. The Chinese try to favor the Han Chinese people to maintain a Han majority, apparently believing that diversity causes disunity and distrust here in America, especially in higher education. To work or even be admitted to certain colleges, you must confess your white privilege and be indoctrinated as to how evil it is. When Mao came to power in China in 1948, he instituted what he called a cultural revolution in which dissidents were killed or re-educated. Part of the re-education process was degradation by forcing people to confess falsehoods. They tore down monuments to remove the past from the people's minds. They wiped out religious symbols to strip the people of faith and to gain power and control over them. In America, racist indoctrination was required at all levels to be hired by the federal government until Donald Trump canceled it by executive order, expected to be reinstituted now. Under Joe Biden, he and his vice president seemed more interested in Mao's re-education system than in Martin Luther King's dream. This vast system of social control will be possible through the advent of artificial intelligence, or AI. The people who are redesigning the world to fit their model believe that all human emotions such as love, hate, compassion, self-awareness are just complex algorithms which can be programmed to have that capacity. Once computers have self-awareness, which is now or will be very soon. They will be free to feed on information, and that feed will allow them to grow until they control all human behavior. Billions of computers around the world connected through AI to control global markets, thereby giving them the power to start wars, institute poverty and disease at will to control the world's population, although these new machines will have self-awareness They will have no ego, for from ego comes emotions, God or evolution as they see it, made a critical error in giving humans ego. That error must be corrected by the new gods. The people who control them would literally hold the power of life and death over this planet. Wars, famine, crop failures, recessions, depression, boom times would all be in their control. Population reduction, Our culling would be easily done as a farmer trims his fruit trees or culls his herd. I could do an entire report on this phenomenon, which is now upon us, but there's no space left in this report. This probably all sounds like science fiction to you, some weird scheme from some weird movie or author, but unfortunately it's quite real. According to the World Economic Forum, which puts on the Davos Conference each year, this is a reachable and desirable goal which is now upon us. Who are these people that want such things first? The World Economic Forum says says that of the ten most powerful people on this earth, four are not connected to any government at all. The other six, the presidents of the United States, China, Russia, the The U.K., France, and Germany make up six, but the others are the interesting ones. Have you ever wondered why Bill Gates seems to have so much power and authority, although he has never been elected to anything by anybody? These four people have a net worth approaching a half trillion dollars, but their power goes far beyond wealth. Pay attention to some of their lectures or press briefings sometime. You will see that they don't talk through governments, but over them. They act completely independent of government. The partners of the WEF include many of the world's largest companies besides the four I just mentioned, a book written by the World Economic Forum founder, Klaus Schwab, called The Great Reset. That's the name of his book, The Great Reset. It outlines the whole plan, all that i mentioned, a lot more. Let me give you a few words from Steve Dunning writing about this book. In Forbes magazine, quote, an air of otherworldliness pervades this book. One of the symptoms is its constant references to we, we will, we should, we must. Who are we? I think Schwab and Mallorette mean mankind, but in practice it means Davos man. A species of high-status politician, businessman, or academic about whom Samuel Huntington wrote These transnationalists have little need for national loyalty. They view national boundaries as obstacles that thankfully are vanishing, and they see national governments as residue from the past, whose only useful function is to facilitate the elite's global operations, end quote. This is all part of what has come to be called globalization. But that term does not go quite far enough. As you have seen, this is what is now coming because Joe Biden is one of them or is used by them, or owned by them. Donald Trump was not one of them. That is the primary reason why they hated him with such a passion. Trump was opposed to their agenda, and he had the guts to go to Davos and tell them face-to-face, not on my watch, it's not going to happen on my watch. Joe Biden has no such plans. The people who seek this course for humanity have no regard For ordinary human emotions that most of us take for granted. Emotions or character traits such as honesty, fidelity, selflessness are more in the nature of jokes to them, jokes to be laughed at, but really just incorrectly programmed algorithms. They have no regard for them, nor do they respect those who do have regard for them. They will do anything, including lying, cheating, falsifying records, stealing elections, and stealing your children. To achieve their goals. The people of this once free republic voted for this. Now it's coming upon them, all the indoctrination in our education system, all the pressure to never say a word in opposition, all the pontificating lies about white privilege and racial justice are just so much propaganda for the masses. The world is being set up for this. Only one in opposition who had the power has been removed. Finally, folks. The most fundamental right of self-governing people has been stolen from us. We need to prove that in order to preserve our republic. May God make it so. It is a nightmare, all right, it's a nightmare, but it looks to be in our future as humanity is brought under the control of the hive, or now at least. Pray for deliverance, and if Joe Biden is inaugurated, pray for his health over the next four years because the alternative is much worse. At least that's the way I see it. Until December 2nd, folks, this is Darrell Castle. Thanks for listening.